welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 26th of November 2022 and the title of this episode is Money Movers Worry About Hasbro's Plans. Bandit Camp are in the spotlight this month as voted for by patrons. I have finally published the interview with Ben Nielsen and thanks to him it's a good one. Well first since it's the end of the month and it has been everything and busy I want to remind patrons that they have a few days left to vote for the last RPG Publisher Spotlight of the year. And there are five candidates. They are Wordmill, Charles Ibsen, Coco Publishing, Gamescape 3D and Handywork Games. Now back to Ben who's based in Japan and is now full time at Bandit Camp. And I think that's an excellent insight to show just how successful he's been. That success is down to talent, hard work, and empathy. Now, remember, Wicked Ones, Bandit Camp's flagship project, is available entirely for free. When I asked Ben whether he had any advice for people just starting out in publishing and RPG designing, I got back a vast, thoughtful, helpful message. For example, from the things not to do list, There are tips such as avoiding making your first project your magnum opus, as you are bound to make most mistakes here. Uh, Not to focus on advertising, and I presume with Kickstarters in mind, Ben recommends against letting backers into the creative process. Now, while I've been impressed with Bandit Camp, the people who invest huge sums of money and move it around are worried about Hasbro. The money newspaper Barons gets to the point quickly, saying that Hasbro made money with D&D, but seems to be greedy with magic. Now, flooding the market isn't how you manage a collectible game, and it cites the 42% drop in the auction value for the rare Black Lotus card. How much do you think you would need to pay for a Black Lotus this year? Well, it's a mere $26,500. Now, I can't but help compare that to Mongoose Publishing. They've weathered rocky times, but now have a Paranor Kickstarter, have the Cyberpunk Shield Maidens coming out, Traveller, and are looking to appoint a new director to spread management responsibilities around. Furthermore, they give staff complete control over their working days and increasingly company direction. If I could jump 10 years into the future, my belief is that Mongoose will have weathered this coming recession and will be a superb place to work. Speaking of time jumps, to help keep interest in the Kickstarter for Space 1889 after, John Matthew DeFoggy guest posted for the blog. He wrote about how a time jump can serve your players and setting. Space 1889 after is a sequel to the Victorian sci-fi steampunk setting and it uses a time jump itself, set years later. Another way to whisk up interest for a forthcoming game is with a free primer or quick start and that's what Baron Kingsman and Lightpress Media have done with Double Zero. Now you can download the free Double Zero primer for a game that's based on Traveller, GURPS and the old James Bond 007 RPG. The 20-page PDF has rules, but also commentary on design decisions. Another way to promote 
an RPG is to get it into a bundle. And I wonder whether that's the pitch the company is contributing to the bundle of holdings Cornucopia 2022 offer. This is a Thanksgiving deal and it's a great one. The starter collection tier costs around 18 bucks and it has Wolves of God, Giganchi and Wonder Home. You might have one of those already, but I bet the others are titles you've heard about and are a little curious of. The bonus collection has Hardwired Island, Defiant, Ark Doom and Viking Death God. Furthermore, money from the bundle goes to supporting the Emerging Designer Programme at the Diana Jones Award. That's a great cause. Now, since we're on bundles, I also want to highlight Dark Horse's Neil Gaiman collection at Humble. It doesn't have Sandman, but it does have Murder Mysteries, Creatures of the Night, How to Talk to Girls at Parties, and this little series called American Gods. I'm in no position to publish a how-to on anything related to parties, but I am fooling around to try and learn Mastodon. I have created a Geek Native account, which is pretty much a U-turn on where I was last week, because I became curious about the migration progress wherein you move from one server to another, and the how-to I might publish is how to do that. If the server you're on now needs to shut down, perhaps it runs out of money, then in theory you have three months to move. In practice, well, there's no way to enforce that. The good news is, so far, moving is easy enough, but I can't confirm that as the server I've picked to move to has an application process. I have applied and I'm waiting to see whether they'll take Geek Native. They might not, as I'm upfront about how I'll use the account mainly to share headlines, favoring to opt out of any social banter to keep the noise to signal ratio in check. And that's the same as I do on Twitter. But the server admins might not want what could be described as a bot account. Right now, three competitions are running on Geek Native. At the time of recording, there are nine days left to win a dice pendant. And I have several to give away, but there are 190 points on the ticker. And each one is a chance of someone else winning. That's for people in the UK. For people in the UK or US, there's a physical copy of the Savage World setting, The After. And that's not the same one as the Space 1889 After. And there's only one up for grabs, but there's also only 38 points on the competition widget. So if you enter now with just one point, you have about a 2% chance of being the winner. Lastly, for people in the US, and with 13 days left on the clock, and only 14 points on the widget is a chance to win the Z-Hander Fantasy Horror RPG Starter Kit. And if you play the odds, that's the best target for you. So let's finish up there. Good luck in those competitions and see you next week.